Um, yeah, technology, etc. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> So you you were diving right in in the in the early pre-show on the topic of uh, having both Discord and Slack open. So I guess we'll, I we'll just dive right into it. Why not? Um, a couple days ago, we we launched maybe just yesterday as we recorded, we launched a new yeah. uh, it, rebound. It came Prime. about quite quickly, didn't it? It did. I don't know, I, did I, this like, show, you general. started it, didn't you? I think you. Uh, yeah, I think well, you got the ball rolling. Uh, I mean, it, we had discussed various things about it, but for for yes. eons, um, we have uh, had that. What we call the rebound slack, which is really the turning this car around slack, um, which has long podcast. been a joke for us because yeah, yeah, we just so we, we, we just lazily put another channel in the turning yeah. this car around slack. And John Armstrong, a very patient and loving oh, yeah. man, was Absolutely. totally tolerant. Yeah, but so you know, we've seen more and more of our friends, including most recently, I think Jason Snell uh, at Six Colors launch members only discords. And what we didn't want to do is say, "Hey, we're going to kick people out of jackets. slack." By the way. Yeah, we're like we're not, not going to kick people out of Slack or anything like that. But we said let's let's launch our own members only Discord. And when we when we said this to um, Paternity Leave Dan Morin, he got I would say very excited. <laughs> His new name. I was I was ready to just <laughs> to just turn it on, and Dan was like, "No, no, I yeah, need some yeah. time to finesse this bad boy." Exactly, and he was right. He was not wrong. No, for yeah. sure. Yeah. There were some things. There were some things that would have been <laughs> problematic if we had just like. <laughs> done it the way it was already configured and so um but john you were just complaining as we started that now you have to have both slack and discord open yeah i have to change my process <laughs> and i'm inherently lazy so i get it i i've had discord open on my computer for a couple weeks um honestly because of the mid-journey beta mid-journey being one of those ai art things and I had signed up for that beta, and you you generate images with with Discord. Is that uh, right? Wow. Yeah. You uh, use a, you use like a chat bot of theirs to submit your things, and then it sends them back to you. So I had already had Discord open, huh. but not really for chatting. I'm in the Magic Tavern uh, Patreon, <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't I, really I know, keep I up with that because you sent me a screenshot at some point. Yeah. But so, I was, I don't I was know, very I, jealous, but you know, I guess I could get in on it too. But I yeah, and so by the way, if you're like, oh my god, uh, uh, there's a rebound prime Discord, I've got to get in there. Uh, just head <laughs> over to uh, prime.reboundcast.com. You can sign up. Um, and honestly, like we were talking in a rare moment of seriousness for us about how grateful we are and appreciative we are for folks who are rebound prime subscribers, and we really are. And honestly, we, we sent an email yesterday announcing, hey, this thing now exists, and a whole lot of you. Yeah, <laughs> a whole lot of rebound prime subscribers already went to that Discord, so it was yeah. very cool. Yeah, um, and I mentioned in the in the, the Discord that I did not realize how many subscribers we had because I'd never done the math in my head because I <laughs> because math is hard. Um, Most cashes the checks and moves on. <laughs> exactly. <That's it. laughs> um. But so yeah, the the Discord is fun so far. I agree with Moltz. Like it's it's a new place to keep track of, and I'm still figuring out how best I want to configure it across my different devices. But I've, I've been enjoying it, and it's it's fun chats in there. Yeah. Um, and uh, Rebound Prime subscribers also get bootlegs. Um, there's a question about that actually from listeners. We're going to dive right into that, I guess. Oh, yeah. So why not? Um, uh, we had an emailed question from listener Jack Carlson who said, I've been listening to the regular podcast and the bonus material, but only recently discovered the bootleg feed. Could you describe the difference between the bootleg and the other two? Have I missed a lot? I need to go back and listen to. 
Jack, we're going to go ahead and recommend you start from episode one. And just, <laughs> no, um, so yeah, th- there's there's a couple different perks for being a Rebound Prime subscriber, and I promise this isn't going to be all Rebound Prime talk. I've got a list of topics here on paper, in fact, but um, the bootlegs are as soon as we finish recording, we take just kind of the main recording of everything, which I'm currently responsible for with Dan Way, and we publish that. Which so is it has record, no, which is recorded in uh, let's go Zoom. Yeah. And does oh, Zoom does Zoom record Zoom will record both ends on on its own? That's right. So yeah. when I press record, it's just giving me a, a master track of everything. Um, so this, but doesn't but doesn't it like, also record my end on my end, or does it does it record both ends on your side? I believe I, I you I think you would have to configure something else to get yours. Okay. Okay. Going. Um. But so I, and I think there's a way that I can even split tracks. So the audio on my quality side, will be even worse than our normal. <laughs> Right. So you're, you're hearing what I hear. So if if, if Moltz breaks yeah. up, you'll hear that. Um, and well, I don't, don't what did you hear. What, have you been talking to my wife? Um, very often. Uh, so uh, sometimes, you know, Dan, especially, and Moltz to a degree, will edit stuff out of the final edit version of the show. Plus, there's the theme song, whatever else. But that's it. That's the only difference with the bootleg is that it's it's raw and unedited. Uh, then there's bonus episodes, which we record just about, I would say, literally every week since we started Rebound Prime. Yeah. That's about 10 minutes after we finish recording the show. Sometimes it's technology. Often it is not. Yeah. Um, and then the other perks are, I guess, this Discord. Um, discounts on our merch at reboundcast.com slash shirts. Yeah. And uh, supporting us, which is also nice. So there you go. That's right. And now and that there our is... appreciation. That's right. Now, now that there is a Discord, people can also... Um, submit questions there and we got a couple questions there so we'll just do those really quick yeah listener jay torres says first question because he was the first one to post in slack why discord why is it better than slack who set it up was it difficult were there any under the breath dad grumblings when transitioning over <laughs> uh several of those answers were in the email that we sent to existing rebound prime subscribers uh discord because it integrates with memberful which is the back end that powers rebound prime <laughs> that, was, that was really it it is not necessarily better than slack but i'm, I'm liking some of the things about it how about, i know that you uh, are annoyed by having two apps open but how are you feeling about the overall discord experience thus far um it's fine i would say <laughs> i don't i'm not blown away by it in, in any way i don't feel like it's i mean it's certainly easy to figure out it's just as uh, intuitive as slack yeah. is i guess um and and certainly you get that great um electron app feel from it so um, i feel right at home and i mean i don't actually know that it's electron but i it certainly seems like it's <laughs> it does it also it feels a little bit to me like uh linux knocked off slack yeah <laughs> and i don't know which came first but like it, i don't mm-hmm. know it's there's parts of your face that i really appreciate and yeah. you know it's got 900 fiddly little widgets so GNU, that's gnu's not nice. slack um and what else oh yeah we had a little trouble with the icon <laughs> it's fine some of that was my fault i was saying to, to Moltz that the rebound logo he put in there wasn't circular like all the other logos and then we realized it was because the selected logo is not circular of whatever chat you're in it was I, I, you know when i said when i said i think i understand what it is i did not know that <laughs> i because i thought it was something else i thought it was because i was putting it in the icon i was putting in was too small and so when it was doing the circle it was just rounding the edges off and there was nothing on the top bottom left and right for it to show so i thought oh i need to make the blue part bigger but that was not it at all <laughs> um so yeah and then so dan did a lot of the uh the some of the configuration i initially yeah. created the channel if that's where the creative like, honestly, i don't know why he's not on the show really 
Yeah, he's clearly he's, play, he's apparently he's got, got plenty, plenty of time. time. I don't know what's going on. Moltz did most of the grumbling, but only about having two apps open. <laughs> uh, listener Sully asks, "Will there be a TTCA channel in the Discord?" It was plus one by another listener, so I just created one while we were talking here. Oh, did <laughs> so you really? Yes. I was going to say no, but okay. <laughs> There has been no coordination. Not, there was no. Ghosts. There was no quorum. There was no. <laughs> this was not voted on. <laughs> well, there is currently. See, now a TTCA I think I, like, we're going to discuss TTCA things in the the right. rebound Discord. Well, first of all, we're we're double crossing the streams. Second and <laughs> and second, we're screwing the people in the TTCA Slack. Who are. <laughs> um. So I would say there's temporarily one. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it lasts. <laughs> Uh, who knows? Um, and uh, I mean, I'm also, I want to say a, it's a defunct podcast at this point. So <laughs> that's right. It's not. I think that John and I, and Dan too, but you know, John and I are here. Uh, but I think we are very cognizant of wanting to make sure that this show is still delightful for non prime folks because some folks don't want to pay for podcasts, which I yeah. totally get. And some folks can't totally get that. So yep. uh, it's always the plan when we're talking about prime stuff to make it fun for everybody, even if you're not a prime member yourself, which is totally good. Yeah. Uh, a couple more questions. Oh, there's way more questions than I realized. Uh, Bobby DeWalt <laughs> says, Lex, are you happy with your AirPods Max decision minus the whole other person can? track can now track you situation what color did you get are using the case that came with it or did you get a different one uh i love the airpods max i had been talking to molts about it after our show i guess last week and i was talking to apple support i was talking to somebody at apple support who was really uh not representative of i think the service that apple wants to provide <laughs> um <I'm, laughs> the, i think the kind of a- the kind of apple tastic service that apple wants to provide. Yeah. <laughs> it, they, they did tell me to have an apple tastic day um <laughs> which was unbelievable to me uh, i have blue and i'm using the default definitely been fired <laughs> yeah i'm using the default bra case thing i didn't even know about third-party cases um i was able to add it to my find my but it's still also linked to somebody else. So I don't understand what that means. Like it says oh. Lex's AirPods Max. Uh, I can track them, but allegedly somebody else also can. Oh, weird. Uh, it used to show me the other person's Apple ID obfuscated, and now it doesn't. So like, I think it's in a weird medium state. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I'm going to write to Apple. To but see, I was surprised that they did, <clears> they did anything at all for you, honestly. Yeah. Well, they, they yeah, did my. They, they, well, they really they, just they, listened. They walked you through something. You did yeah. something, you know. Yeah. You managed to get a better situation than you had before. Um, and I think that was really all the actual questions. Everything else is just bullshit. Uh, oh. So <laughs> I have a couple tech topics, John. Oh, nice. Okay, bring them on. Uh, uh, somewhat recently on the show, in the past two episodes, I was talking about how I've been using my watch to track my sleep for the first mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And that I'm like charging it throughout the day. And a listener, and I'm sorry, I don't remember who it was and I couldn't find the tweet, but somebody wrote to me and was like, you shouldn't have to charge it that often. You should go to the settings on your watch and check out what your battery health is. And I didn't realize that you can indeed go into the settings app on the watch and scroll down to battery. Not that I'm doing it as we speak. (laughs) And my watch um, battery health, which you can tap into, its maximum capacity is 83%. And I'm pretty Mm. disappointed by that. That seems like a... That's so great. Okay, I'm going to turn back on. I got to turn back on. Not Wi-Fi, but I'm going to check mine too. This is real time. Yeah, oh yes. that's what people pay for. <laughs> and it's uh, this is what I mean. I don't know how this will be edited in the edited episode, but this is what no, you get the full be experience. Like this. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely going to be just like this. Where is it again? Eighty three. Oh, it's settings, battery, and then you can scroll to battery health. Currently, my watch is at sixty nine percent, which is pretty nice. Battery health. Ooh, eighty percent. See. Wow. And Ugh. this is some bullshit, if you ask me, because we have 
same age watches, right? Well, yeah, right. The five, right? Yeah, the first one that was always on, which is the five. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's three years now, right? Yeah, it will be three years. I guess. Soon. Yeah, I guess. I don't think Come that's on. that bad. Whoops. See now you can now I can hear the interference because I turned the. Well, I think we well, can't hear the interference. Uh, but I, yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> you're you, you're right. <laughs> it's not terrible, but it's not great. I didn't love it. Like it's it's expensive to die over time or to get to get yeah. worse over time. Yeah, like, I, it, it is. I mean, I think it's ludicrous to think now that I spend what like four hundred bucks every three years on a watch. Yeah. When before yeah. I I bought a watch for like seventy five dollars at most, and then kept it for like ten years, <laughs> even Fair. after it was woefully out of style. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm. But I'm bummed by but that. I get, but I get more. Out, I do definitely get more out of it for sure. Yeah. And I, I almost wish I didn't know about its battery health. So thanks, <laughs> listener. No, I do appreciate it, but still. No, I mean, um, and I, I that uh, to me that just confirms my experience to date. It's mostly, I mean, for me, it's mostly good. But like I've, I've said before, like Saturday nights, we usually stay up a little bit later because we have people over to play games. And usually when I go to bed and put it on the charging stand, it is either on power reserve or it's down very low. Yeah. But same. most but most nights when I go to bed at a decent hour, I just, it's like a quarter, still a quarter full. So now I'm, I'm using it a little bit more like the rest of my family or several people in my family use their Fitbits, which is to say... It's charged intermittently throughout the day, um, and it never gets all the way to 100. So my, my family doesn't charge their Fitbits throughout the day, but they, they never charge them to 100 because those Fitbits have such massive batteries. <laughs> um, so they charge them like while they're in the shower or whatever, and they're you know getting hmm. to the 70s, and they, she's wear them all for a couple of days before they charge them again. Yeah. So for me, I charge the Apple Watch while I'm in the shower now. I charge it before I go to bed, and then probably every once in a while during the workday when I think about it. And so it's, it, it, its peak is probably just in the past couple of weeks. 80s or 90s most of the time because i don't wait long enough for it to charge all the way full but because i'm charging it multiple times a day it's i'm able to use it 24 hours basically so it's fine. Yeah. whatever it's fine um another topic i have on my handwritten list of which there are three more um is offloading apps and coincidentally we have another listener question this is chris from cincy who says offloading apps whiskey tango foxtrot had a 256 gigabyte iphone xs or 10s never used more than 75 gigabytes it only offloaded games i hadn't played in forever now i have a sweet 128 gigabyte 13 pro and it has recently started offloading all the apps things i often use at least <laughs> weekly i have pictures optimized and reports of using 74 gigabytes total of the 128 also when restoring apps they don't they often don't log in correctly on the fly. Very frustrating. Why is Apple ditching all my apps? So I don't know how you feel about this, John, but I have talked about this with Dan, <laughs> and it does definitely over-aggressively <laughs> offload apps. Mm. And there are certain apps that I use that I don't launch but still use. Two of them. One, <laughs> the uh, Echo app is what my car needs for me to use the Amazon Mm -hmm. echo thing which echo auto is that what's called and i use that mm -hmm. use it long before i worked there and so everyone's saying, like well. i i can't connect to your phone um and every time it's because that app has been offloaded and i use it every time i'm in the car but because i don't technically launch the app the phone considers not in use another one is my credit card app <laughs> it, i get a push notification for credit card purchases i never launch the app but it only works because you know i get those push notifications because they're there and then suddenly i'll stop getting them and it's because it's offloaded the fucking app so before the same day chris from since he wrote in i turned off offload unused apps yeah. in a fit of peak <clears throat> yeah i do not have it on because i don't i don't like them making those decisions for me 
and I don't, I could, and well, at least on my phone, I don't have a problem with space. I do on my iPad for sure, but my iPad is, is a little bit out of date and I bought too little space when I bought it. So. So yeah, I, I, I love the idea of optimizing apps. And one thing that made me happy because I was worried about is when I turned off optimizing apps, I was worried, is it going to just download all the apps that I do want it to currently have offloaded? And it did not. So it left those offloaded, which is good. Maybe there should be like a slider for how aggressive the, the, the aggressive. Yeah, right. How aggressive should it be in terms of or like only apps. do it if I need space, basically. Yeah. Um, then our old friend listener Mahir um, says, you mentioned in Lex, you mentioned in the bonus episode that you want to hear Tim Cook singing other people's songs. Wouldn't you be super <laughs> curious to hear Tim Cook singing his own songs? Do you think Tim makes up lyrics to TV show, TV show themes like you do? Uh, yes to all of it. I, I, I disagree. I do not think that Tim makes up lyrics to TV shows. I, I, uh, I do. And then finally, listener John Armstrong <laughs> Who? says, Synology. How it started, how's it going? Is Anybody guy, with a synology? Is this guy paying answer? for this? I don't. No, nope, this, this was this, He's comped. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, any synology updates? Uh, so far, so good. Uh, it's. I had one like the first time I tried to copy something to it. It it complained that the stuff was already there, <laughs> which I thought was very strange. All right, and I guess it got an error. It got an error, and then I went and looked. So sometimes it doesn't seem like it's refreshing when um the through the when i look at it through the finder yep. so yeah every yep. once in a while i have to close it and then go back in and then it'll say here's the list because i got because i got some sort of write error to it the first time i was trying to copy stuff and oh, then i was oh. like okay so that didn't work so i'll try and copy again and that's when it said no it's already there and i was like i have no idea what's going on and so i got out and got back in and was like okay there it is so there is stuff there it did manage to copy most of it but just not a, a couple of things um and i have not had a write error since then um and i've copied good. lots of stuff so so far so good um and when you're some of, it, stuff. some of it took a little bit to get uh, getting like sitting up you have to set up shared folders and like i don't quite understand the file structure <laughs> well when you're copying stuff are you you're plugged in directly to it via usb no no, I'm you're doing it all networkly. I'm doing Networked. it over the network. Yeah. Um, Do you feel yeah, like it slows down the rest way. of your network, or is it just fine? I haven't noticed it slowing down the network, so that's why I've been doing it. Um, Good. And I mean, I'm not. You know, I haven't been. Don't think I've been doing it while I've been podcasting, but. Uh, but you're not opposed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Give it a try. Uh, so yeah, no, I am. I uh, <laughs> the one thing. The one thing I did, and I I hesitate to even bring this up because I'm afraid someone's going to tell me I've made a terrible terrible mistake <laughs> i did not check the compatible drives list <laughs> and, I, and i bought those two six terabyte drives and i stuck them in and it said these drives are not are not like on our recommended drive list and i was just like oh come on seriously drives are drives these are western digital they're not like they're not some i just i said screw it i'm gonna i'm gonna go with them um so i i could i could be making a, <laughs> a uh, huge mistake I, I, I mean, I'm so, so not an expert in this side of things, but I, I choose to believe you are not. Okay. Someone will definitely, you know, send oh, yeah. in a question this week and say, you know, saying, stop everything you're doing, run up and unplug your, <laughs> yes. your It's also a fire because, hazard. You should yeah. be concerned. Yeah, right. Uh, and probably it's going to be John Armstrong who says it. I bet. Um, 
I have two other topics on my list, but before we get to them, I also have two different sponsors I want to mention. The first is SetApp. This episode of The Rebound is brought to you by SetApp. There's an app for everything these days. Some are great and others, not so much. How do you quickly find the right one for you? A great way to discover new quality apps and get all the tools you need to get the work done is SetApp, a subscription for Mac and iPhone apps. SetApp packs over 240 high-quality apps into one. Whether you need to develop, design, or create, there's an app for almost any task, so you don't need to look in tons of places to find what you need. With SetApp, you can think about your tasks, not apps. Having the right apps, obviously, is super important. I don't know about you, most I got a list of apps that I need to use all the time. There's apps that I'll set up on every new Apple device I have, be it mm-hmm. a Mac, an iPad, an iPhone, whatever. There's things yep. that I absolutely have to have. So setup includes one of our favorites, which is uh, Clean My Mac X. Yes, it includes Clean My Mac X and other apps that I love, like Bartender and yeah. iStat Menus. Mm-hmm. So definitely worth uh, checking out. These are good and apps. Really. And they, when they say 240 high-quality apps, you're like, they can't be high-quality apps. Oh, indeed. Oh, indeed, they are. Oh, setup Ulysses. Has a- I love you, Ulysses. Yep. I love you too. Uh, Setup has <laughs> Lissy's is my nickname. Setup uh, really? has a dedicated curation team that only selects the highest quality apps. Plus, instead of paying thousands of dollars for separate licenses, there's just one flat monthly fee. New apps are added to Setup regularly. Updates are free, and all the apps are full featured pro versions. Until September 15th, use the code Rebound to get a month free trial. Head over to Setup.com. I don't know if I said that right. Head over to setapp.com and redeem your code. Oh my God. I think I'm having a You said redeem wrong too. Yeah. I did. Head over to (laughs) setapp.com and redeem your code. That's setapp.com code rebound. Our thanks to setapp for their support of this show because it was really nice of them. Yeah. Setapp. It's some seriously good apps. I think you will be surprised right now if you go to setapp.com and check out those apps. You're going to be like, wow, those are seriously good apps. Yeah. 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 Uh, and it's all for just $47,000. I'm just kidding. It's really quite affordable. <laughs> uh, so the two other topics on my list, um, the the beta. I, I think you and I are both on the iOS beta. I was going to ask you because I didn't think that you were. but I, when, I did, did end up on the public okay. beta with the most recent one. Um, okay. And then I had one major issue. I loved many things mm. about it, but uh, the Notes app stopped working on my phone, which was well, you mentioned very that. frustrating. <laughs> Um, um, let me make sure. I think I think it's been, well, well. Knock on wood. I think it's been working fine. Uh, so as we're I'm recording, not sure if I've gotten it on the phone. No, it's as fine. we're yeah, recording fine. earlier today, updated to the newest public beta, which came out today, and the latest revision of the public beta resolved my notes issue because that was the okay. very first thing I checked. Hmm. But my topic for you was: What's your favorite stuff in the beta? Like, what are you most uh, delighted by? Uh, the lock screen for sure. That was my answer too. That's my yeah. last time. I mean, I think <laughs> it's the, it's the most obvious thing, uh, you know, because it's the thing that shows up when you first turn on the phone. Uh, and I do have a thing where sometimes I love that. I love the animation for the, well, I do the astronomy one where the world one, whatever the thing is called. And the animation when you swipe up, it's just absolutely delightful. The way it zooms oh, cool. into the on, onto the planet, which is I'll, I'll check that out actually. Yeah, um, but I, I do have a thing where sometimes the lock screen goes into edit mode too soon because I'm just like pressing oh, really? and holding on it while I'm thinking about it. That must be it. a big fun thing. It, it could be. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the only other thing, a feature that I forgot about and then rediscovered by accident, in part because Apple implemented it thoughtfully. But you know the thing where you can copy stuff out of photos <laughs> yes. not just words but like you can copy people that it recognizes or things um uh 
I noticed it because of like the crazy animation it does. I actually super love the animation it does now that I know what it is. Mm-hmm. But it's the there's some confusing paradigm when you are copying people out of a so, live photo. This is this oh really out of the a live photo cuz I have a problem with it anytime. Like I don't how am I supposed to get them out? Like I'm looking at so here's Grant and another dog. So if you tap and hold Where? on them and yeah. it's not a live photo, and it's I get easy. they're they're they, it amazingly grabs both the dogs, um, and just the dogs, and then where do I go? Now you can just go paste it anywhere. How? Go I mean, into like oh, did you not copy? Did you not choose copy? Oh, yet? copy. There we go. Okay, because I, I, I was dragging them. I was like, well, if I drag it off the photo, surely it will open. Like it'll go back to the. Okay, I got it. You got Thank it you. now. Yep. It's all happening. But so yeah, there, there's something really weird to me with that feature when you're in a live photo because it doesn't know what to oh. do. Um, it's like, let me animate that live photo for you and let me hmm. try to let you select the thing. And so, I don't know. I'm sure that so, at some point somebody will figure that out, but it is super weird. That's all. But yeah, the lock screen stuff is great. That's, that. if nothing else, we can agree on that. It does not want to get me. It does not want to, to, to pull me out of this picture. <laughs> <laughs> it is also the weirdest feature. Like I just sent you what like what are you supposed to do with these things? Like they are they are so weird when you copy somebody out of a photo. It's impressive yeah. with no purpose. <laughs> well well I guess the idea I mean so if you use I mean it's the same technology with which you put the uh, the time like behind somebody's head in on the home screen the lock screen yeah that's right so and actually um you know federico batici tweeted recently where he showed (laughs) like uh he had uh, somebody was wearing sunglasses and like it understood the transparency of the lenses which i thought was pretty cool yeah i think that was i thought that was pretty amazing well but now you have me thinking about the astronomy stuff and i'm thinking about maybe i want to use photo shuffle it's showing me some suggested photos right now all of which are freaking fantastic i I, yeah i wasn't gonna set up multiple lock screens but maybe maybe i'm gonna have to well you have multiple children so (laughs) <laughs> I wasn't thinking about <laughs> them at all. It was suggesting all of they're my They're going to be very upset if you don't, you don't have... <laughs> I think every time another child walks into the room, you have to flip your lock, you have to flip, flip your lock screen to the one that has that child on it. They've had worse. Oh, that's not a terrible <laughs> idea. Um, <laughs> you were always my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else is on your mind, John? Uh, oh, uh, I thought it was interesting. I saw that um, <laughs> they were talking, someone was talking to Ben Stiller uh about severance and, and apparently who or apparently apple doesn't share any of their viewer information <laughs> with the people who make their shows yeah and so it's funny i saw that article and was not surprised because that is the norm for all of those services yeah i guess that's right yeah and that and then the article actually did say that so um but still, it just seems weird. Like he was talking about how, how you know, I mean, it's, it seems unlikely. It seems like maybe he's pumping this a little bit in order to try and say, hey, I'd like more information. But, you know, he said he went to, was it Comic-Con? I think he went to Comic-Con and, and he was shocked when he goes in there and like, you know, the room is completely full and is like, oh, I guess people actually like this show. Yeah. And like, yeah, I mean, he's obviously playing up that side. Yeah. Um, But the... They'll, they won't tell um, because the Hollywood doesn't keep secrets. Um, and 
if they told him, then the world would know. And that's right. not a knock on Ben Stiller, but like Amazon doesn't share, Netflix doesn't share. The most they'll share any of these services now is like combined total millions or billions of minutes spent watching a yeah. given show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if they've done that for Severance or not. Yeah. But yeah. It's weird. Well, uh, Karen has started watching Severance. Oh, cool. Which was, I was, I just, I walked in. <laughs> You caught her watching Severance? <laughs> there used to be, I was like, there was a New Yorker cartoon a million years ago where a guy comes home <laughs> and his wife is sitting there on the couch with, with this guy and they're watching TV and he says, my wife, my best friend, my favorite TV show. <laughs> <laughs> what, she Which I always thoroughly enjoyed. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. So um, I, anyway, you know, I walk into the, she's like in the kitchen and I walk in and she's got her iPad there and she's watching Severance. And I'm like, oh my God, you're watching Severance. She's like, yeah, I was looking around for something to watch and I heard about this show. Yeah, I wonder who you heard about it from. She listens to this podcast. I'm sure. Um, yeah. So I, well, if we're already in the pick section, I will say on your and Dan's recommendation, I've been watching um, <laughs> The Lost Room mm-hmm. and I to, recommend to, watching with it. Two hilarious results. Yeah. I recommend watching it on Freevee, which is owned by Amazon versus the Roku channel. I started on the Roku channel with Ani, my oldest, and we were loving it and thinking we were going to finish the whole series in one day because it's only three episodes. But it's not only three episodes, three 90-minute episodes as defined by Roku. There are more episodes that the Roku didn't show because it ended yeah. very abruptly with there's no resolution. six 90-minute episodes. And if I texted you guys. If they're like, 90 what? minutes, they're, yeah, because there's yeah. three three-hour things, right? I texted you guys. I'm like, what the fuck are you recommending yeah. this for? It, it, yeah. it, it, it pays off nothing. Uh, and so then I just was trying to text you all the things that I had seen. So you could say, well, you, you've missed something. And neither of you actually was extremely helpful. Um, <laughs> but uh, some quick I was Googling busy. I was doing something. I don't remember what I was doing. Yeah, but I think I was making dinner or something like that. Is there anything more important than Lexus TV watching? Uh, I think not. Yeah, actually. <laughs> and I'm also going to recommend Blackbird on Apple TV Plus, which I found truly excellent. It's hard. It's heavy. But... Uh, I think we were talking on this very podcast about how bad Apple is at promoting its own TV shows. Yeah. Um, yeah. But man, it is fantastic. It's, it's one of the best shows I can remember seeing of really? a, like of that kind of standalone miniseries variety is the, <laughs> can you give me a, like a elevator pitch? It is, uh, ripped from the headlines. It's based on a true story. Um, uh, uh, a guy who's like the, a drug dealer in Chicago, um, finally gets caught and takes a plea deal thinking he's only gonna have to serve four years and at his sentencing the judge is like yeah you're gonna go to jail for 10 years and the guy is unsurprisingly pretty mad now how much sympathy can you have for him he's a drug dealer right but uh the prosecutor meets up with him a couple months later he's like listen i know you hate that prison if you will let me transfer you to a maximum security prison and you will meet and befriend this guy who we know is a serial killer and get him oh. to admit to his serial killings right. will commute the rest of your sentence yeah um and that's what it's about. And it stars this dude, uh, whose name I should really learn, who stars as the creepy guy in everything now. He played um, <laughs> Richard Jewell in uh, the uh, oh, yeah. Clint Eastwood Richard Jewell movie. Not that Richard Jewell, I mean Richard Jewell, innocent, let's be clear. Yep. <laughs> Don't yep. want to get sued. Um, but uh, he played one of the creeps in the I, Tanya, Tanya Hardy movie. And now he's playing <laughs> uh, this friggin' serial killer. He's a comedian and actor whose name is paul Taren walter hauser no paul walter hauser uh but he is so good in this and so good in everything frankly and uh but no man that show is really good really good terrible mm-hmm. name though there's no reason for that i mean i understand why it's called blackbird after having watched it but it'd be like i don't know it'd be like naming star wars like 
I, I can't do this. It would be like naming Micah's mini <laughs> gavel. Naming it Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's like, yeah, okay, there is a blackbird in the movie, but who gives a shit? That's not what the movie's about. <laughs> or a TV show. You get it. Anyway, get it. highly recommended. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I, yeah. I'm not sure I'm watching that, but I appreciate it. Um, well, if we're, doing, if we're doing picks, I can say uh, that I have watched at least a bit of, oh, well, first of all, the thing, the, the, the um, light and magic is terrific on Disney+. Plus. Um, it's the history of history of industrial light and magic the oh, cool. di- documentary with lots of lots of great uh, interviews with George Lucas and you know these people all the people who were there. Do they show you before and after shots? Because I only like those things if you get to see like here's what looked like before we did our thing and here's what looked like after we did our thing. The of the um, of like the special effects, yeah, or the people, <laughs> yeah, the special effects because you get to see the people from you know back then and then you know they interview them now and that's that's fairly interesting. <laughs> Uh, uh no i don't i mean there's there's a lot of like uh pre-production stuff they show they show you like you know here are the storyboards that we went with but it's not like gotcha. there's uh i mean never you know they they do do some stuff like where they're doing matte painting and you can see um you know when, when they started out like it wasn't all it wasn't you know none of it was digital so they would show you like here's here is um Alec Guinness walking around this thing that's supposed to look like it's a it's a huge you know it's like a ten thousand foot drop down a shaft in the Death Star um and it's you know really just six feet down to a bunch of uh, gym pads <laughs> <laughs> so that's fun yeah that's um, fun. and then uh, Sandman actually the so Sandman is on Netflix and they um. At least I'm, I'm through the first episode now, and the, to my mind, they have not like drastically screwed it up, which is what I was afraid of. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm wondering if so I should watch good. it. I know nothing about the character. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> and forgive me. Is it? Is it a Marvel universe thing, or is it a different comic universe thing? It's it's, it's, a, it's a different. Um, well, it's DC. Uh, it was God, published by DC, and I guess he is. I guess he's technically part of the DC universe. I mean, I don't. I don't. He's he's. I don't th- I, probably in the run of the comic book. I'm sure he's run into other characters from from DC, uh, and I think there's yeah. I mean, there, I think he does tie into it, but I don't think that they're going to do that in this show. Got it. I and think like, it, I think in the very beginning, you know, like the first I've read the first run of the comic book, and I don't think there are any other DC. As, as far as I know, I have watched one other Neil Gaiman DC comic based TV series. Because I think that's what Lucifer falls into. <laughs> oh yeah, right. And yeah. I liked that. And you like that, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't so, know. I mean, I, I, I think, I think it's, I think it's good. I think you might, you might enjoy it. It's an interesting. I'm story. putting it on my list as yeah. we speak. I have too many lists in the notes app for you. Oh, you rely on, you I, rely on the notes app too much, yeah. and I couldn't use it for. <laughs> well, exactly. I had to keep getting my iPad to open the notes app. Yeah, it was really annoying. Yeah. Speaking uh, of but, Netflix, have you ever played Netflix games? No, and no. apparently well, nobody else has. Exactly, <laughs> less than one percent of Netflix subscribers are playing its games. I have every time I see it, I'm just like, ah, oh, God, get it off my screen. I'm just and it's like because that's not what you open the Netflix app for. Scrolling yeah. by. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean that's not what I want. I'm opening the Netflix app because I want to watch. Right, a show. I need something to watch while I play a different game. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, the the thing that I uh, thought was kind of interesting though, when I went to watch Sandman, I was like. This is the first time I've opened Netflix in quite some time. I had not watched anything in Netflix. I mean, oh, I, I and a few months ago, I was thinking we should cancel Netflix for a while, but I knew mm. neither of the other people, even if they weren't watching anything, 
um they would both like it would be like i was saying let's cancel water no you can't cancel water although <laughs> Water's going to get itself canceled. It keeps seeing everybody naked. Um, <laughs> and touching them while they're naked, too. <laughs> uh, well, hold that thought. Because okay. I want to mention that this episode of The Rebound is also brought to you by SaneBox. Inbox Zero is a thing of the best. And if you don't hear the phrase Inbox Zero and sing it to the tune of Jukebox Hero, you're missing out. <laughs> Inbox Zero. So we're also inundated with email now that it's no longer about responding to everything. It's about responding only to the important things, the messages that really matter. SaneBox gets your email in order by working on top of your existing setup. No need to create a new email account or download a new app. SaneBox just makes your existing one awesome. If you've ever met someone who's used SaneBox, you'll know that the initial SaneBox purge can be very powerful. Even Twitter is flooded with people going from thousands of emails to single digits. And then the program allows them to manage daily from there. I I lived this so hard, not even knowing we were going to do a SaneBox ad today. I, I said, you know what? I'm getting my work inbox under control. And I went by working tirelessly uh, from hundreds of emails to I'm now in the, the probably around 50 emails in that inbox. And I'm working on them. Wow. I, I don't like using my inbox as a to-do list. It's, you got to just act on those things. And once you get behind, you just get more and more behind. So mm-hmm. it is so important for your email to be in order. SaneBox has nifty features like the same black hole where you can drag messages from annoying senders you never want to hear from again. <laughs> Which is actually better than unsubscribing because clicking unsubscribe can put you on additional lists, causing the number of unwanted emails to go up instead of down. And Sane Reminders can ping you if someone hasn't replied to your email by a certain date. Best of all, you can use SaneBox with any email client or phone anywhere you check your email. Plus, you can snooze emails, which is a great way to defer or de-emphasize less urgent emails. You can just read them later. See how SaneBox can magically remove distractions from your inbox with a two-week trial. Visit SaneBox.com slash rebound today to start your free trial and get a $25 credit that's s-a-n-e-b-o-x.com slash rebound our thanks to sanebox for their support of this show um we uh, we might need to stop the show because i just learned that there are ted lasso um figurines available for a limited time from fisher price oh wow yeah and they're freaking adorable so um later um i was i saw a lot of they're they're clearly hyping up the press for ted lasso right now because i saw a lot of different um interviews with various cast members and writers this week and i i've I've been thinking a lot about like what makes this show great and i think that a piece of it is um the fact that the uh the actors in many cases are also the writers oh yes yes so like it's i don't know i i feel like shows that get well that that's how that's how that you end up with um uh oh geez, i don't like them um i don't like these figures i'm I, 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm forgetting i'm forgetting both the actor's name and the character's name right now i, I Brett must goldstein be, uh, coach yes there uh, you go thank you <laughs> okay Brett goldstein who plays <laughs> oh, man i not, i gotta need to watch this show again because i'm like <laughs> I, any other day I could do this, but not today. Uh, Breckle sings Roy Kent. Roy Kent. sing the song. She's Louise. <laughs> He's there. He's there. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, because, you know, he was, he originally, he wrote that character, right? And 
was going to play somebody else or was auditioning to play somebody else. And then they were like, what if you played Roy Kent? And he was like, what? I don't think I can play Roy Kent. They're like, no, you can play Roy Kent. And I was like, yeah, I can. <laughs> and I believe that Nick Muhammad also writes on the show who plays Nick yep. the Great. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I don't know. I just, I love all those folks. Yeah. They're, they're going to win some Emmys pretty soon too. <laughs> you think? <laughs> they can't help it. Going, going out on a limb. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, I like to, I like to make some big, Bet sometimes. Okay. All right. Um, I don't know if Dan Dan's not on the show, but Dan might be upset because uh, German said that the M1 Pro Mac Mini is now off the table. As Apple sorry, Focus, Dan. Apple's Focus turns to M2 and M2 Pro options. Oh, I heard it was off the table because they're still working on fixing Dan's old one. Mm. <laughs> Did he send it back to them? Is that what? No. Is that where he sent it? No. <laughs> he said, "You deal with it." Yeah. He gave it to uh, the very first Rebound Prime subscriber. That was the initial yeah. perk. Rebound Prime. Thought it was. I, well, anyway, I wanted that machine. <laughs> <laughs> I get everybody's old junk. Um, the only other topic I had on my list was, uh, I, and funny enough, today I also got a, a push notification from Apple News with somebody's story about this. But I was trying to get back into Apple Arcade since I have an oh, Apple seriously? One subscription. Yeah. Yeah. I was just trying to, because there's, there's a couple of games that I play a, a decent amount, Pocket Run, Pool, and Threes, and I've been playing Threes Plus, because that's the Apple subscription version, uh, and I do the you know, New York Times Crossroads, I was like, I, I need some more, so a lot of what I've been discovering or rediscovering is games that I already had that also have the Plus versions from Apple Arcade, like mm. um, Flip Flop, Solitaire, Plus, and whatever else, but I, I was curious if there's any Apple Arcade games that you've been enjoying recently. Not currently, although, um, did, did, they were good. They're doing a Jetpack Joyride um, version mm. for Apple Arcade, I read. And I would definitely download that because I really enjoyed Jetpack Joyride back whenever it was. That was a long time ago. Probably 10 years ago, I would guess. I, I had to put it. a number on it. Um, so, yeah, I don't think I have um, played a one in quite some time. I did, like a few months back, I got back on it again it's just the kind of thing where i feel like i have to remind myself constantly in order to do it yeah i also i just have a personal issue and i'm not saying this happens more with apple arcade apps but i'm saying it happens a lot with apple arcade apps. with i don't like a game that forces me to turn my phone to landscape because that's not first of all oh, really? the giant phones it's not a convenient way to hold it <laughs> and i play so many games where it's either you can use it in either direction or you can just use it in portrait. And so I huh. don't like when I have to hear my phone landscape. It annoys me. Well, that's interesting. You, I Is mean, it, it sounds like you're mostly playing word num- and number games, though. You're not playing, yeah, I mean, you know, something like Jetpack Joyride is meant to be played. Right. And those I'll play on my iPad. Like, I, I, if I'm going to do a Plants vs. Zombies, or if I'm going to do okay. not Jetpack Joyride, but the, um, that one with, like, the alpacas or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the skiing, uh, Altos jumping. Adventure. Yeah, that one. Um, like those, I'll play on an iPad because uh, they don't feel right to me on the phone. But yeah, I, I go pretty casual on the on the phone. I don't know. <laughs> so you have no suggestions for me. Thanks. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Just have good ideas at all times. <laughs> Sorry, but Moltz clearly, is holding a contest. Clearly, he that's says, not happening. The person who suggests the best the Apple one, Arcade the one, Plus the ones game that, to us. You know, the only ones that I play actually are the ones that you've already played and didn't like, I think. Um, That's all right. Yeah, we feel like was, different uh, games. What was, the one, was the Zach Gage game? Um, oh, his Nodal, Sudoku one? Wordle, whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Oh, no, we both like that one. In, in no, um, like, um, not the Sudoku like, one. 
No, I do, I I do like the Sudoku. I like I like the Sudoku one, but you didn't like this. Um, not words. That's the one that we not words. Playing. Yeah. Did you like that one or not? Or how, I I uh, liked it, but I, I didn't keep playing it. Okay. I played it for a long time. I've actually recently not been playing it, but um, yeah. I every morning, play- like so, my friends and I, like, we we've been doing um, framed and um, worldle. Oh, text, and texting our resu- uh, texting our results back and forth. So, um, I, you know, and I feel like I have to do it every single morning because that's when we do it when we get up. And <laughs> like, so once I do that, I feel like I'm kind of gamed out for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Even I though guess. those aren't those aren't like super gamey games at all. <laughs> yeah. my, my day starts with Wordle and the New York Times Spelling Bee, and then I'll do the Hurdle, which is harder for me to do now because Spotify owns it. Um, and then I'll do the Weirdle, which is like Hurdle but just with Weird Al songs. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's those are my morning games. <laughs> then I get on the Peloton once I've defeated all of those things. <laughs> that sounds like a that sounds like a full morning. 